Welcome to How to Split a Toaster, a divorce podcast about saving your relationships from True Story FM. Today, what do you do when your toaster feeds you waffles? Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Seth Nelson, and as always, I'm here with my good friend, Pete Wright. Divorce comes with a lot of baggage. Our guest this week is a PhD in mathematics education, a two-time TEDx speaker, and an accredited master trainer and certified practitioner in emotional freedom technique. Dr. Katie Nall is here to show us how to dissolve our waffles and shed some of the emotional baggage we're dragging behind us in divorce. Dr. Nall, welcome to the toaster. Thank you so much. It's such an honor and pleasure to be on you guys' uh, podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'll tell you, we're thrilled to have you because uh, you bring <laughs> just a bucket of experience, uh, both in managing emotional uh, issues that come with stress and anxiety, uh, thanks, I imagine, to your day job, and also your not-day job. You have a lot of experience with in and around divorce. What's going on with your life? Before we get there, I know we just talked about dissolving our waffles, so we got to tell everyone what that means, because pancakes and waffles in my house when Kai was little were a syrup delivery system. And nothing oh, else. That's all it was. That, we called it that. Do you want a syrup delivery system for breakfast? And he's like, yeah, I'll take pancakes. <laughs> you know, so. uh, I just use a big spoon. Anyway. So first, yes, let's talk about, I, I just want to lead into how you ended up dealing with the kinds of, of stresses and anxieties in the day job that helps us get to, to talking about how, uh, about waffles and what they, what, what waffles are and how your, your experience is going to help us get through that. I was an administrator at a local community college, became a state college, and as a, um, late in life, graduate student earning my PhD in mathematics education, I wanted to help students overcome their fear and anxiety about math and test taking. In doing that, I researched how do you relieve fear and anxiety in math and test taking? And you know what I found? Nothing. There's like nothing. There's nothing. nothing. Right, right. Nothing. And there's all these study tips and everything about like once they're in that on how to help them get through it. But I had a room full of students that had one class left to finish, to graduate from college, and that class was math, I couldn't even get them to register for the class because they were so overwhelmed. And But I recognized my question as a word problem. And as a word problem, what you do is you pull out what you need, which is how do you relieve fear and anxiety? That was in 2010, and I caught Nick Ortner's 10-Day Tapping Summit and learned all about emotional freedom technique. They talked about how to reduce the waffles, reduce the worries, anxiety, fear, frustration, lethargy, exhaustion, and stress from things like financial stress, from relationships, from uh, work stress, everything else. But nobody mentioned math and nobody mentioned test. So I had no idea if it was going to work on this room full of students. They were desperate. And you know, as attorneys, (laughs) that desperate clients will do anything, right? (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, and usually the anything, the desperate clients, the anything is really bad. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. not like they say, oh, I, I'm so desperate. Let me give you all the financial documents we need to help you oh, do no. the divorce case, right? No, no, no. So I had a room full of desperate clients and I said, okay, I have no idea if this is going to work or not. Let's try it. So I brought them in one by one and we did this tapping thing. 
And then I sat and waited for weeks, um, wondering if it was going to work or not. Yeah. Like, so you're waiting for them to like take tests and kind of get their act together. Yeah. Yeah. This was this crazy thing we were doing that it had any effect. And then one by one, they started coming back and saying, I'm not really sure, but I think I'm passing math. Well, I didn't know who was more surprised, them or me, because I didn't know if it was going to work or not. I went back and I said, I really have got to study this because I have no idea what I'm doing, right? I went back and I got level one, level two, level three, quantum, which deals with past lives. That's a whole nother interesting thing. Picture tapping, supervisor, mentoring. And then finally, I became a master trainer so I could train others. Because once I saw the power of this, I wanted everybody to see it, right? Right. So what is EFT? Yeah, that's what we want to get to because that is a gr- gives us a great transition to like the stress, anxiety, fear, the, the waffles uh, that come with a divorce, the high stress of a divorce. Yeah, and I know about that. My mother was married and I, I come from a very large family. I had... I think 14 siblings and seven parents out of the whole thing, by the divorce and, and stuff. And my husband is a divorce attorney and my daughter's an attorney as well. So yeah, I know about that. Surrounded. She's surrounded, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> he needs it at home. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Emotional freedom technique, which is one way to dissolve your waffles, is a brain-based somatic technique. And by that, I mean... It's a clinically tested way to reduce your stress. In fact, if you do one hour of tapping, it's also called tapping, um, they have found that your cortisol levels are reduced by 42%. Now, when you're stressed, your adrenal and your cortisol levels go up. And so reducing that is amazing in one hour with no side effects. Well, the only side effect is you may no longer have stress. But <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. It's a very simple technique. If one of you are game, uh, I'll be glad to demonstrate it. So you guys didn't see this, but I literally just took a step back. So Pete and I are standing <laughs> next to each other, and I just stepped back as if he stepped forward to, te- to, to volunteer. Is, it's so nice of you, Pete. Look, you are such a cheat. Let me just tell you, we agreed that it was going to be rock, paper, scissors, and now you outed me anyway. All right, I'm fine doing it. I can be the gentleman in this, say, in this okay. case. And, and I did it this way, Pete, because I didn't want to embarrass you. I've never lost a rock, paper, scissors. I Look, oh. I'll be Hamilton to your Aaron Burr, sir. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so tell what, how do I need to set myself up here? Okay. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions. There's no wrong answers. Then I will lead you through this. And for those in the listening audience, we'd love for you to come along with us, except if you're driving, if you're driving, pause, listen to this part later or pull over to the side of the road because this can really mess with you besides the fact that you're going to use your hands. Okay. So here's the questions. In the last 24 to 48 hours, have you had any waffles? Have you had anything that's caused you worry, anxiety, fear, frustration, lethargy, exhaustion, or stress? Yes. Okay, that's great. Now, here's what's interesting. When you work with tapping, emotional freedom technique, you don't have to tell me what it is. Now, you're free to say what it is if you'd like, but if you don't want to, we can go to the next question. What would you rather do? Well, I I think we it honestly not for any other reason than it's sort of multivariate and it would take too long to just explain. So I I think let's uh, let's move in and and get we can demo. 
Okay. So this multivariate one thing that's causing you waffles, uh, when did it last happen? Oh, uh, this morning. This morning. And where were you this morning when it last happened? Well, see, now this is going to sound strange. I was in bed. Okay, that's fine. When you think about this multivariate uh, thing and this morning in bed, what emotion's coming up now? What negative emotion is coming up now? Uh, fear. Fear? Okay. Okay. Physical discomfort. Okay, I can't even do it. It's, it's because I, I, I'm dealing with some heart stuff right now, and I have these radical palpitations where my, my heart rate will, will go up to 160 beats a minute for a few seconds, and then it will swing way back down. And I, we don't know why that is. Uh, we think it's related to something COVID, uh, whatever. But anyway, okay, that's what I'm dealing with. And at 3.30 in the morning, it woke me up, and I was incredibly stressed, and I never went back to bed. I've just been sort of sitting here thinking about it, sort of stewing it in the back my mind. So I don't know if that helps you. That's kind of where I am. Yeah, no, that's great. And and Pete, when you think about it right now, when the emotion you're having right this moment, is it fear, stress, worry? Which one is it? Do I have to pick one? Yeah, just one. Uh, I'm going to, I'll call it um, fear. Fear. Okay. Yeah. So from the top of your head to the bottom of your toes, this fear, where do you feel it in your body? Maybe unsurprisingly, in my chest. In your chest. Okay. And this is the somatic part because we work within the body. And from zero to 10, where zero is like, oh, no big deal. I know I'm going to be fine. And 10 is the most fear you've had in your entire life. Right here in this moment, how high is that fear? Um, I, seven. Okay. Okay. That's great. And is this a true statement? Right here, right now, I feel safe. Yeah. Okay. If it's not a true statement, for those who are listening, you can say, right here, right now, I accept the way I feel, or right here, right now, at some point, I hope to feel safe. Oh, I I actually like that. Right here, right now, at some point, I hope to feel safe. Okay. That sounds good. Because everything we say has got to be true. So my last question is, if I ask you to repeat anything, Pete, because I'm going to have you repeat some words after me, and you go, you know, I wouldn't say it that way, or I wouldn't use those words, would you do me a big favor and put it in your own words for me? Sure. Okay, so we're ready to start. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, so put one hand in front of your face with you're looking at your palm. So, um, and if you're looking at your palm, the side of your hand where you have the wrist between your wrist and your little finger, that area right there, take four fingers of your other hand and tap right there. So we're going to tap. We have four fingers of one hand tapping on the other side of the other hand between the wrist and the little finger. And then repeat after me and say, even though. Even though. This morning at 3.30. This morning at 3.30. I felt those heart palpitations. I felt those heart palpitations. And thinking about it now, I'm thinking about it now. I feel this fear in my chest. I feel this fear in my chest. And someday I hope to feel safe. And someday I hope to feel safe. And we're going to do a version of that two more times, even though, even though it was 3.30 this morning in bed, it was 3.30 this morning in bed. And I woke up with heart palpitations. And I woke up with heart palpitations. And think about now. And think about now. Oh, I have this fear in my chest. Oh, I have this fear in my chest. And someday I hope to feel safe. And someday I hope to feel safe. Last time. Even though. Even though. 
Right now, I have this fear in my chest. Right now, I have this fear in my chest. Remembering about 3.30 this morning. Remembering about 3.30 this morning. When I woke up with those heart palpitations. When I woke up with those heart palpitations. And right here, right now, someday I hope to feel safe. And right here, right now, someday I hope to feel safe. And then we're going to tap on top of the head. And you can use one hand or the other or both. It doesn't matter. And tap and say, this fear in my chest. This fear in my chest. And then go above your nose on the edge of your eyebrow and say, this fear in my chest. This fear in my chest. And then on your temple between your eye, edge of your eye and your hairline, you're going to say, this fear in my chest. This fear in my chest. And the next spot, Pete, is where I keep all my bags for a quick getaway and that's under my eyes. (laughs) We're going to tap there and say, this fear in my chest. This fear in my chest. Under your nose, above your lips, this fear in my chest. This fear in my chest. Under your lips, above your chin, this fear in my chest. This fear in my chest. Cross your wrists and uh, with your fingertips, uh, tap on your, uh, your collarbone and say, this fear in my chest. This fear in my chest. And then on your ribs, tap and say, this fear in my chest. This fear in my chest. And then put your hands on your opposite shoulder. And we're going to rub our hands down to our elbows and we blow our air out like a cartoon character. It looks like this. Okay. So, Pete, when you think about this morning, right now, how does your chest feel from zero to 10, that level of fear? Uh, I don't know, four or five? I can't tell if it's because it, all the tapping has sufficiently distracted me or if I'm f- foundationally feeling different. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. It's definitely energy movement. You do it enough times. We, If you repeat it, listen to this again and repeat it. And just keep doing it. Yeah, you'll get it down to zero. And clinical studies have shown that emotional freedom technique, EFT or tapping, is more effective than cognitive behavior therapy. How many of your clients go through that? Yeah, talk therapy. therapy, Um, And is just as effective as something called EMDR, eye movement desensitization reprogramming. With EMDR, you have to be sitting physically in front of a licensed therapist in case you have what's called an ab reaction, you know, you go back into your trauma. And with tapping, you could like work with a mathematician (laughs) 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 and uh, do it over Zoom. Like clients I have all over the world have been doing for 12 years, 13 years now. And the beauty of it is it puts the power of you controlling your own emotions in your own hands so that you now are in control. And I love that part. According to the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, 10% of children live with a parent with an alcohol use disorder. Seth, horrible news. Horrible news, but I like the way you say it. It's an alcohol use disorder. It's not a drunk. It's not can't handle your booze. It's not all this other stuff because as a family law professional, I know this stat. We've talked about it before. It's still alarming to me. But when you demonize alcohol in the court system, it's going to cost you more money than saying, hey, I believe my spouse has an alcohol use disorder, whether you call that alcoholism, 
whatever other terms there are. But if you keep it as a disorder, then we can identify it, we can deal with it, and we can try to keep your kids safe. That's the whole point, is keeping kids safe and getting the parents the help that they need when they need it. That's why we have partnered with Soberlink. Soberlink is a a fantastic partner of this show and one of the most important tools you can have in data collection around behavior with alcohol related to your kids. You use Soberlink. I mean, not yourself. I do not use it myself. I have a demo right here on my desk drawer that I use with my clients all the time. And it's that simple. You pull it out. It's a little device, handheld. You, It has a tube that you can take off and clean, which is important. Take it off, clean it. Boom, you blow into it. It has facial recognition. So it knows that it's you. And it will send an immediate alert to whoever signed up to get it, whether it's your lawyer, whether it is a um, child custody evaluator, whether it's your soon-to-be former spouse or former spouse, or parent of your child, the other parent of your child, to let them know, hey, there's no alcohol in my system. And therefore, I am focused on the kids 100%. I am not distracted by alcohol or alcoholism or drinking, and I'm going to keep them safe. And that's the key. When you have independent third-party verification in real time, it undercuts anything that anyone can say about you in court because you do that whenever you have the kids, they're in your care, custody, and control, and the other side keeps saying, no, he's drinking, no, she's drinking, and you go into court with six months of tests saying, judge, every time I've had him, I haven't had a sip, I haven't had a drop in in my breath, I'm good. That's a game changer. Soberlink's remote alcohol monitoring tool has helped over 500,000 people to prove their sobriety and provide peace of mind during parenting time. I know people out there and I hear it all the time. I shouldn't have to do this. I'm sober. I'm like, I get it. But every judge hears, no, I'm not an alcoholic. Yes, he is. And let's just dispense with that. And then they say, well, if they ask me, why do I do it? It's simple. My co-parent is concerned about something and I take it seriously. So I'm willing to show her and the court that this isn't a problem. How does that ring in the judge's ear compared to no, I don't drink? We love Soberlink. We love how Soberlink helps people, parents and kids and families alike. And you can sign up and receive $50 off your device by visiting Soberlink.com slash toaster. That's Soberlink.com slash toaster. Thank you, Soberlink, for being a fantastic partner to this show for sponsoring How to Split a Toaster. Again, Soberlink.com slash toaster. I need to ask because I, I've uh, but we've done some other shows with folks who are experienced with tapping and EMDR. And, you know, they they say the same thing you said, which is it is incredibly effective. So what do you say to the people who are at a point in their lives, they're stressed, they're overwhelmed, and they say, I'm not going to try this tapping thing. It's just too bonkers. I don't know. I can't I can't bring myself to do it. Yeah, Um, if if they don't, that's fine. What happens, though, is those kind of people are usually recommended to come in by somebody else, a loving spouse, (laughs) right? A family member. Yeah. Um, And so um, I've had that situation where a parent would pay for and request that an adult child get the tapping because they can see the pain that their adult child is going through. And when that happens, I always recommend that 
I tap first with the person who's making the recommendation so that we tap on how they feel about the situation. And then if the person will agree to come to a session, because sometimes they just don't show up, uh, but if they will agree to come to a session, the first thing we tap on is how they feel that tapping is ineffective. I ask them, okay, so what do you think about it? And they, and they say, what was the word you used, wonky or something? <laughs> bonkers, yeah. Bonkers, they think it's bonkers. And so I'll ask them, okay, so where do you feel that in your body? And we tap on that and their resistance goes to zero. And frequently the response I get is what just happened? <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. And, and bonkers is a good word. It's also a great Scrabble word for your Scrabble <laughs> players out yeah, there. If you want to go for the high points. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. We have a mathematician here, what? so we can add him up with triple word score. But here's the thing. And so in preparation for this, I went on WebMD, where I frequently go, and they said a lot of things that you just said, which I think is all very true. First off, there is a study out there that showed that the heart rate and blood pressure of it lowered and the cortisol uh, levels were also lowered. From a clinical perspective, some of the, the negative out there is all the feedback comes from the participant, so it's hard to really judge. Like Pete said, well, am I just distracted? Do I feel differently now? Or is it the placebo effect? So let's just take the placebo effect. If that works, who cares? Exactly. Exactly. Well, and we've talked about that before, too, Seth, and I think your response to things like journaling as a way to approach mindfulness, right? You, you've said many times on this show that journaling is, is for you, it's not right. It doesn't Non-starter, matter. never going to happen. Yeah, never going to happen. And yet, you're not skeptic on mindfulness activities. No, not at all. I'm, I'm big into mindfulness. I think that's really important. Um, but other people are like, I cannot just sit still. I need to be doing something. And for a guy like me that's really active, it's kind of funny that journaling isn't my thing because I write for the law. I do all this, but you know, I'm like, mm, did I spell that word right? You know, and I want to just autocorrect it and it just distracts me. It's just not my thing. But to, to your point, Pete, there's different ways. I think this is what you're saying to kind of whew, exhale. Like it's going to get better. I, I got to get it. I got to get this point out of my head because you just said something that made me realize why I felt distracted. And it's because this fear that I felt at 3.30 in the morning uh, that woke me up. I think the thing that that transitioned, whether or not I'm not fearful of it anymore, I, f I felt free of judgment, uh, the, of self-judgment. Right. And, and I don't know if that's the act of saying it out loud or saying it in pairing it with this, this movement, but judgment. I mean, is that a thing that you hear from folks? Because that, that's something I can put my, my finger on because I'm, I am big on self judgment. Like I, that's oh, yeah, kind of my, are. yeah, 8 a.m. We Monday were trained morning. that way. There's, a, there's only one correct answer, right? Yeah. But saying yeah. all that over and over, maybe it's because it's in front of you, right? That that sort of piece of vulnerability to it that, that might help. Yeah. But I don't know. What are your what are your thoughts on tapping and freeing yourself from that sort of evil eye? Well, there's there's a couple things. I, I want to follow up on Seth's comment. Um, the developer of emotional freedom technique, Garrett Craig, <clears throat> um, tried this out. And so the story goes. Uh, at the Veterans Administration Hospital, and he worked with veterans who were from the Vietnam War, had been hospitalized and drugged for 40 years. The story goes that he worked with them individually for one week, and in one week, these 
veterans were no longer dependent on drugs and were released from the hospital. So the nice, there's a lot of, I understand mindfulness. I understand other things. What I like, there's so many things I like about shopping. I'm so passionate about yeah, it. Right. Um, yeah. One of them is that it's self-administered. Uh, it's non-invasive and it is non-addictive. The other thing is clinical studies have shown that when you do tapping on how you feel about a certain event or a certain experience, that negative emotion does not return. And I thought that was, that blew me away. I was somebody who um, went to a counselor once a week for four years to kind of rebalance, you know, uh, the stuff from the childhood. And as I was going out the door, we both agreed that, you know, I was much better. Things were going well. I'm going out the door. And he says, oh, there's one more thing, Katie. And I said, okay, what is it? And he said, uh, you may have some of these same feelings again if same similar circumstances come up. And I turned around and said, what? I thought we were done and over. And he's like, oh, no, it might come back. Well, the nice thing with tapping and a, a short example that I have is that I had um, a six foot tall retired uh, Air Force officer who was now working at a ranch and came to me and said he was scared of spiders, which he didn't want to admit, right? Um, great big tall uh Air Force officer. And, but he worked at a ranch. And so that was important to get through the spiders. And I said, what is it about the spiders that you don't like? He's like, I hate going through their webs. It's just, it's a horrible feeling. So we worked and diminished the to zero that he no longer had this fear of going through the webs. Well, I saw him a few weeks later and I said, Hey, how's it going with spiders? And he said, Oh my God, I hate them. I said, Whoa, 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 wait a minute. I thought we got this all done. He said, Oh, I don't mind the webs anymore, but I hate <laughs> the way they walk. You know, it's just the creeps. And I said, Okay, that's what we call another aspect of the spiders. Yeah. I said, And we can work on that. And he's like, Oh, no, we're not doing that again. <laughs> but so that fear that you have of waking up at 3 30 in the morning from heart palpitations, once you get it to zero, yeah. it does not return. Now, you may have other emotions, like you may be worried about things, or there may be other things about it, but the fear will not return. Well, that is, that's something I think that's interesting. My, my, I had this, this question, which I think you've already answered, but I need to say it out loud just to clear my conscience, is at what point during a particular, you know, uh, a particular waffle, uh, say in the divorce process, are you, are you employing something like tapping? And it sounds like it's any time. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have clients who tap for an hour a day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you just know, as just a because, practice. Yeah. Yeah. It, and there's stressors hitting us all the time. You will see me driving around town usually with one hand while the other hand's going, I can't believe that guy just pulled out in front of me and I'm tapping my not <laughs> going through. Going, Unbelievable. <laughs> okay, so so from the perspective of technique, like for people who are listening to this, I'm I'm assuming, you know, as a master uh, in this practice, you're not saying, okay, now you're experts, go ahead and start tapping yourself all over your head. Like what what does somebody do who's listening to this who says, like I'd like to I'd like to start a, a small daily tapping practice? How do you how did you get how did you decide to do what you did with me just now? As I mentioned, I was working on my PhD. It took me four years working full-time to earn my PhD in mathematics education. I, all I wanted to do once I found tapping was I wanted to train others in it. That's all I wanted to do. And it took me eight years to become a master trainer. 
Now you can take and of course you can, you can get, uh, tapping. You, you, there's like thousands of videos on emotional freedom technique and demonstrations on YouTube, including mine. Uh, you can get tapping sessions. So, and during a tapping session, you pretty much, you get what we call the basic recipe, which is what we went through. Kind of there the are many other aspects you, of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can also take an eight hour course on learning how to tap on yourself, your family and your friends. And you can do that. And then that, that's called level one. And then if you want to become certified, you go on to level two, which is an additional 12 hours and tests and all of that. Here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking there are people out there that are like, this can't work. There's no way. Yeah. And I'd like to address that head on. And I would, like I said, when I was preparing, I went on WebMD because I had never heard of this before. When I was reading it, I'm like, I don't see. And then you went through it with Pete, and I will share with everyone, I, I was anxious about something today, and I was going through the technique when Pete was going through his, trying to relax my mind and just think about what we were saying. It, it was saying, is it really working or not? I was a little bit of a skeptic while I was doing it. But WebMD kind of saved me on this because it said, look, it's painless. There's no cost. It's super easy to do. It doesn't take a lot of time. So I would encourage the skeptics out there. Can't hurt to try it. Yeah. yeah. There's no downside. No. There's no downside, right? It's not medication. You're not going to a therapist. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. You're not spending money. You're not trying to schedule an appointment. This is something that you can do by yourself in the privacy of your own home, wherever you want to be. If you think you look silly tapping the top of your head, then that's fine. Do it wherever. If it works, thank Dr. Nall. If it doesn't work, blame Pete. So, you know. <laughs> well, that was a hard left turn. <laughs> you, you like that? <laughs> so that, that was just kind of my thought on this because I know that there are people out there listening to this show that might be like, I'll try anything. I'm desperate, like your math students. But there are other people like, I'm really not into this stuff. You know, I think, Seth, we need to close the chapter on the math students because that's a story you didn't finish. The grades start coming in, and what happened? So I had so many students who passed their class. And, you know, Pete and Seth, it wasn't just that they passed their class. These students that had come to me had one class left to finish. So they not only passed their math class, they were able to get their degree and they were able to get the job they wanted and change their lives. So it wasn't just the math class. That was, that was the part that was exciting. They were more astounded. I still keep in touch with some of the students, uh, who say, Oh, I get it now, Dr. Nall. I use it all the time. I, I, I run into one of my students. Uh, she was there with three kids at the Chick-fil-A and they were playing in the playground. And she said, I use it every day. <laughs> well, let's talk about that when you use it. Because from what I understood, this is looks backwards. So what happened? Were you anxious about something? Let me use it. The idea is then to pre- prevent that from happening in the future. A lot of us out there going through divorces, it's stressful dealing with our soon-to-be former spouse. You know there's going to be an interaction. You get the text, you get the email, you get the the phone and it's their name, even though you might have changed their name to something that you hope doesn't come out in court. 
It's stressful talking to lawyers. Right. It's stressful when you're going to be deposed or going to court. So when you know there is a stressor coming, is that a good time to do this? Like, when is a good time going through the divorce process? Um, you're about to do an exchange with the children. I can think of thousands of these. Every piece of it, even when you're trying to decide whether to get a divorce or not, right? Um, because uh, So let's talk a little bit, Seth, about forward facing things. So let's say um, I've got to drop off the kids and I'm going to meet my spouse and I know they're going to bring, I, I, they haven't paid their child support. We'll say that. And I'm so mad. Now, the best a little aside, when we are in our waffle state, we don't think clearly. And the reason why we don't think clearly is not enough oxygen is getting to our brain. Dissolving our waffles allows us to make better decisions and and release the emotions so that we can behave like the adults were supposed to be. So having said that, imagine that I'm going to be dropping off the kids. Um, the spouse hasn't paid the child support and I am livid. So you start talking about, okay, in four hours, I'm going to be dropping off the kids and I just, I don't even want to see them and they better have a check in their hand. And when I think about it, I am livid and I feel it in my stomach. And so you go through all of that, livid in my stomach, livid in my stomach. So the steps are the same. You focus on the emotion and the location. So I'm going to change your hypothetical a little bit. Instead of worrying about a check that hasn't been paid or done it, like I know he's going to make a comment. I know he's going to like be rude. I know whatever, right? Or my or I get a text and I'm about to read it or you know who it is and you're like, mm. oh, so okay. just in that, whatever the emotion, this is a question, is whatever the emotion I'm feeling, mm-hmm. I should tap that out before I read it, before I respond. The emotion and where it is in the body. Okay. Because that's the somatic method. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So to listeners out there, you can do this anytime. Remember, it's cheap, it's inexpensive, you can do it anytime. And if you know you're going to be stressed out because just dealing with them is stressful, calling your lawyer is stressful. I mean, we bought an office building, we moved. Let me tell you, a lot of clients said, oh my God, it's so less stressful coming here because I don't have to deal with that high-rise downtown parking lot where you drive around and around and around looking for a spot. Like That was a stressor on my clients and we really try to focus on the client experience and every little thing matters. So having better, simpler parking is less stressful. Right. Good, so, good on you. Whatever the case may be. So yeah. try yeah. it out. Well, I'll tell you, I <laughs> I think it's fascinating. And I I feel like, you you know, you, you ask if I've been feeling any stress. And, and it's like the universe is sending a signal that you end up on this show today. You lead me through this process right as I am dealing with this, like, deeply personal uh, medical fear and, or physiological fear. And I'm, I'm so grateful uh, that you are here and that you have taught us a little bit about uh, how this works. And I am uh, eager to follow up and, and continue to practice this myself and just see if I can get that four or five down to a zero. I sure would like to. I sure would like to. Oh, God. I'm sure you can. Yeah. I'm so sure can. Where can people yeah. find out some more about you, uh, Katie? I, I, if, let's say they want to join your math classes. <laughs> I'm 
Kidding. So That's a joke. Um, I'm on all social media as Katie Nall, PhD. It's K-A-T-I-E-N-A-L-L-P-H-D. Um, my website is my last name, Nall, N-A-L-L, followed by the word edge, E-D-G-E. CO.com. It's knowledgecompany.com. And um, I will challenge your listeners to give me a call. I'd love to hear about their own individual waffles. They can reach me at area code 772-226-0167. That's 772-226-0167. Dropping the phone number in the show, Seth. What do you think about that? That's bold. Great. I love it. I love it. Nobody ever calls. I keep keep leaving it out. Nobody calls. Nobody calls. Well, phones are hard. (laughs) Let me tell you, that's like one of my pet peeves. I'll talk to people. I'm like, hey, did you do this? I sent three emails. I'm like, call. Uh, You know, but it's all a text or anything. Like, I I know I'm part of the problem. I'm part of the problem. I don't know why we have microphones on our phone, but to do voice to text. Yes. (laughs) I'm not. That's accurate. accurate. Yeah, Pete. I remember I listened to Pete's uh, voicemail and it says, I will not listen to your voicemail. Send me a text. That's true. I love you. Don't leave a message. <laughs> well, hey, this awesome. has been a real treat. Uh, so appreciate this, uh, Katie. Thank you so much for the, the tour and the tutorial uh, about EFT. Seth, I know Seth's a better person for it. I, we were watching him do it live. Well, we, he, he said he was backed hey, up, and everything, I, I, but he's, in, he's on board. You know, I'll give it a go. Yeah. I'll give it a try. I was I a skeptic. It. It, I, I thought about mine. My anxiety about that went down. Like you said, Pete, I don't know why, but doesn't hey. matter. Doesn't matter. Thanks, Katie. Thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to this show. We sure appreciate your time and your attention. Uh, if you have any questions for the show, just head over to HowToSplitAToaster.com. You'll see a button that says, I have a question, and you can ask that question, and we'll answer it on the show. Uh, we would love to hear more about your experience uh, with EFT and beyond. On behalf of Dr. Katie Null and Seth Nelson, America's favorite divorce attorney, I'm Pete Wright. We'll catch you right here next week on How to Split a Toaster, a divorce podcast about saving your relationships. Seth Nelson is an attorney with NLG Divorce and Family Law with offices in Tampa, Florida. While we may be discussing family law topics, How to Split a Toaster is not intended to, nor is it providing legal advice. Every situation is different. If you have specific questions regarding your situation, please seek your own legal counsel with an attorney licensed to practice law in your jurisdiction. Pete Wright is not an attorney or employee of NLG Divorce and Family Law. Seth Nelson is licensed to practice law in Florida.